break down. We're looking at David and Saul then. And they lived, they were the first kings of Israel. And they lived about a thousand years before Jesus was born. So it's a long, long time ago. The stories, as I've said, you'll find in the book of 1 Samuel. And there's far too much detail in those stories to cover in just a short few minutes this morning. Uh, Up until the time of Saul, from the time when uh, the Hebrews went back to the the promised land, they occupied the land in tribes. They weren't really one nation. They were the tribes separated, each with their own leaders. And Samuel was the, um, the priest who acted as judge for those people who were scattered across the land. So he would travel from place to place through the country, giving judgment and imparting words of wisdom to the people. And he was the one, really, who held the country together. But the people weren't satisfied with that. They wanted a king. They looked at the countries around them. They realized that strong countries had a king, and they felt they need a king. And Samuel wasn't best pleased about that. Samuel thought or told them that it was sufficient for them to rely on God and they didn't need a king. Nevertheless, he sought God about it and under God's guidance, he anointed Saul as the the first king of Israel who drew those people together and Saul reigned in that country for 42 years. We know already the story, the early story of David. We know that he was a a shepherd boy. We know that he was very brave. We know that he looked after the sheep and he protected them from the wild animals. We also know that he was a musician. We know that as a very young man, before even the story of Goliath, he was called to the king's court and he soothed the king, King Saul, when he was disturbed. Saul was a very disturbed, very troubled man, even before he got to know David. And then, of course, we had, just a couple of weeks ago, the story of David and Goliath, where David defeated Goliath, and through that, defeated the whole of the Philistine army that was threatening Israel. God was not pleased with Saul. Various reasons why God was not pleased with Saul. Saul kind of wanted to do things his own way. He wasn't patient to follow through the instructions that God gave. So he made a number of mistakes along the way, and Samuel had to correct him. And then he made one really big mistake. Samuel uh, had given instruction from God to Saul that he should go out and defeat the Amalekite army that was threatening Israel. And God had lost patience with the Amalekites. And through Samuel, he gave Saul the instruction that Saul must kill all of the Amalekite people and all of their sheep and all of their cattle. It was a pretty straightforward instruction. But Saul chose not to follow that instruction. And when he came back after defeating the army, he was feeling quite pleased with himself. And he came to Samuel... And he said to Samuel, I've done everything that you instructed me to do. But Samuel had to tell him, no, you didn't. He said, what's the sound I can hear of sheep and cattle? 
He said, you haven't followed those instructions. Saul had brought back uh, the king, Agag, the Amalekite king. Probably, doesn't say so, but probably because he thought he could get a good ransom for Agag. And he also brought back a lot of the best cattle and the sheep from the Amalekite people. So he disobeyed the instruction. And because Saul persistently disobeyed what God had said, Saul told him that his family would not continue to rule Israel after Saul died. He told, Samuel told Saul that he would raise up another king who would take Saul's place. And that wouldn't be Jonathan, who was the son of Saul. So Saul lived really in anticipation and fear of that time when David would become king. Samuel had told him clearly that David was the one who was going to succeed him. And so he was afraid and he was jealous. Um, but in many ways, those two people, Saul and David, were similar to one another. Let's just look at some of the similarities. Both of them were chosen by God to be kings of Israel. Both of them had been courageous in battle. Both of them were admired and respected by the people. Both of them reigned a long time in the land. Both of them made mistakes and did things that they knew that were wrong. And both of them said sorry and asked for forgiveness. We saw the story here about um, David who'd been expelled. He'd had to fly away, he'd had to run away from Saul and live out in the desert because Saul was determined to kill him and prevent God's uh, purpose being fulfilled. Um, and there were actually two occasions which got a bit muddled together in that video clip. One, when uh, David was watching Saul and the, and the army that Saul had with him, and the Bible says that David went into the cave to relieve himself. But in the back of the cave, uh, there was David and his friends who were hidden in the back of the cave and Saul didn't know they were there. And that's the point where Samuel tell, the book of Samuel tells us that David crept up and he cut the piece from Saul's cloak. He could have killed Saul at that point. It would have been so easy. Saul was unprotected. He was in David's power. But David chose not to kill him but instead took that piece of the material and later showed it to Saul to try and persuade Saul that he meant him no harm. And Saul apologized to David and he said, My son, I've got it all wrong. I don't know why I thought you meant bad towards me. Come back with me and our relationship will be better. David didn't go back with him but went off again into the desert. There was another occasion when David came across uh, Saul and his army, but this time David was, uh, Saul rather, was asleep in the camp. And this time it says that Saul took the spear and the jug that was beside Saul and went away with it and then came back and showed Saul that he again could have killed him. He wasn't able to communicate with Saul by words, but by actions, 
he tried to show Saul that he was loyal. And again, Saul said, forgive me, I've done wrong, come back with me. But David didn't go back very wisely, really. In the end, Saul lost a battle, and he and his son died. It tells us that Saul actually committed suicide rather than be taken by his enemies. And after that, David became king in his place. Now, what was the difference? We've looked at things that are similar between the two. What was the difference between the two? The fundamental difference between David Saul and Saul was a difference of the heart. Saul had a heart that had become closed to God. When he was first anointed to king, to be king, he was close to God and he worshipped God and he prophesied. But because he chose to follow his own way, he became separated and God rejected him as king. So he had a heart that was not tuned to God. He set about to do things his own way. He wanted to pick from the things that, saw, that God said through Samuel and do the things that suited him and not do the things that weren't quite to what he wanted. Nowadays, we would probably call him two-faced or hypocritical because he said one thing and he did something different. David, by contrast, was a man whose heart or spirit was open to God and remained open to God. They both did things that were wrong, and you could argue that David's sins, David's wrongdoing, was worse than that of Saul. David, when he was king, desired the wife of one of his servants, and he committed adultery with her. He took her to be his own. In fact, he, he arranged for her husband to be killed so that he could take her to be his wife. I think most people would regard that as being much more serious than the things that Saul did. Yet God did not reject David as king because of what he did. And the message in that, I think, to us is that it's not so much what we do or what we don't do that really counts. It's our heart and our spirit towards God. When God challenges us with something in our lives, whatever it is, do we make excuses like Saul did? Do we pick and choose from the things that we like that God says and kind of hide away the things that we're not so keen on? Or do we, like David, accept everything that God has for us? And when we do go astray, when we do get things wrong, we come back to him in true repentance. We say we're sorry and we ask him his help to turn things around and to be different. So Saul was a man whose life was shaped by fear, by jealousy, and by mistrust. Whereas David was someone who remained loyal for the whole of his life, by no means perfect, but loyal to God. And we have a choice in how we respond to God. God loves everyone just the same. There's no difference in God's love. I was going to ask you the question at the beginning and I forgot. But do you think that God loved David more than he loved Saul? I don't believe that he did. I believe he loved David and he loved Saul. He favoured David. 
Saul brought him grief, brought him sadness. But so did David at times. God's love is similarly available to every one of us. He makes no distinction. He loves every one of us. And each one of us can make a choice about whether we reject God's love, whether we receive God's love and forgiveness, or whether we fully embrace it. David was a man who fully embraced God's love. He responded to him with an open heart. And we have that opportunity to open our whole heart to God and his purpose in our lives. And with that, we'll finish with a song, please. Emily? Thank you. <laughs>